0: This show, hoping to raise more awareness around the bright outlooks manufacturing careers have. Join me as I sit down with some of the manufacturing industry's most successful changemakers and learn how they're partnering people with technology. It's time to give people more meaningful work. This is Workforce 4.0. Hey guys, how are you? Happy Workforce Wednesday. It's so good to be here with you guys again today. Um, and I'm really excited because I have Malachi from Elite Automation with us today. Malachi, hi, how are you? How are you? I'm good. I'm. It's Workforce Wednesday. It's my favorite day of the week.
1: There so you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so how, are, how are you?
1: Doing well, doing well. Um, constantly staying on the road doing something. Um, really not much time to sit down
0: yeah that's awesome i like that i like uh being busy right you just got to be got to be productive and being busy and you certainly uh have have been very productive and busy and we'll get into that a little bit here in the show um and if you're joining us live today, if you have any questions for Malachi as we go along in the conversation, if you um, have any thoughts or comments of your own, please, please feel free to drop those in the chat and we'll bring those up during the show today for sure. We'll make sure to get those answered for you. Um, so Malachi, you know, I love music.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know if, if anybody told you. I you I've heard. I've heard. <laughs> you heard? <laughs> So I uh, love music and uh, was fortunate to be able to host like kind of a karaoke night at IME South um, last oh, month. Nice. Yeah. And I'm just curious since I love music and I think a lot of, a large part of my audience surely loves music, right? Yeah.
1: Um,
0: what would be your go-to karaoke song?
1: All right. So, I mean, to be honest with you, I hate this about me, but like, I'm not a super music person, right? I'm not, like, very artistic, I guess. Um, I would say, like, a karaoke song would be uh, Lose Yourself by Eminem, although I'm not really an Eminem fan much anymore. Um, my whole genre of music has kind of changed. Um, it's more, like, you know, Christian-based, like, hip-hop and stuff like that. Like, I really try to, you know, monitor what I put in my ears. Uh, and, uh yeah.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. I like um I like Eminem. Yeah. I um I like um I grew up listening to a lot of Christian music. Oh nice. Um, so in my youth minister, he was really cool. Um he was just really cool. He was always taking us to like um theme parks and like uh whitewater rafting. And then we did a lot of mission work too. Um, so like infuge, I don't know if you're familiar with Mm with that but it's for uh teens and stuff and anyway he and then he started taking us to all these concerts like with like really? rock shows yeah mm-hmm. with christian bands and it was just a lot of fun and that yeah. that's uh that's good memories that i have um growing up so that's really cool
1: that's cool i think yeah. it's all i think it's awesome too to like introduce that like kind of funner side of it and like more like relatable side of, of things like I think sometimes it gets left out.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I think, you know, and I say this often and a lot, but it's like, you know, you really you work hard, you play hard and you have fun at both. Right. I mean, yep. and I think that kind of is very in line with that and and uh, kind of set that expectation up yeah. for us as well. You know, um, absolutely. So very, very cool. Um, so getting a little bit into the conversation today, um, elite automation, you guys, you started your company two, two years ago, is that yep.
1: right? They were about to hit our third legal year here in October.
0: Awesome. And it just, it just started out as yourself, right?
1: Yep. yep.
0: And now you're up to 20 employees.
1: Yep. I think a little over 20 employees
0: that's incredible. I mean, that's a big, as a business owner, I'm pretty impressed that you're able to, to grow at that rate that quickly. Mm -hmm. Could you kind of tell us a little bit more about, um, your journey in creating elite automation and also like, how does culture fit into the company's, um, greater business goals as well?
1: Yeah. So, You know, for me, it's like I spent my entire career kind of doing what I'm doing now. Uh, I worked for a systems integrator for, I believe it was eight years, um, building robotic cells, conveyor lines. Uh, And, you know, my job tasks were in in that were uh, a lot of controls. So I did a lot of PLC programming, robot programming. Um, And, and, as I grew in my career, I moved on to like project management positions. I moved on to uh, handling some more of the business related tasks and handling quotes and, and some of the more sales customer relations type of uh, jobs, but also was still very heavily in the controls and like project management side of things. Um, And, you know, from, for like the last, uh, I think it was two years. So it was two years from from quitting that job. I had decided that for this next year, I'm going to give this company everything I've got. I'm going to uh, devote all my energy and just run this company like it's my own, essentially, right? And and at that at that after that year, I'd evaluate uh, where we we're at. And I actually even had a fitness YouTube channel that I just completely dropped. I said, you know what? you know, we, we got up to like a thousand some subscribers on that YouTube channel. I was like, I'm just going to leave this one. I'm going to leave it and I'm going to dedicate everything to industrial automation. Um, and so then I, you know, basically went into spending, you know, 80 hours a week, just either working on on the job stuff, educating and whatnot. And, um, I, I put in all I could for that company and, and they really, they did give me the respect and the ability and, uh, uh, to, to kind of maneuver in the way that that i that i felt i needed to um and there was definitely some really good like progress within the company there was some growth and uh and there was definitely a shift within the company but then i still realized after that year was up that, that the company was never going to really be where i needed it to be at and so i decided i was going to spend one more year just gaining experience just observing just learning like You know almost like i'm looking for a window of like what's going on inside the company right um and try to analyze things so that way whenever i started my own company uh i'd be a little bit more prepared um and and a lot of that was basically just the fact that the company growth just wasn't going to be the growth that i really wanted and and the vision that i had seen for you know my career for a company I had the mindset at that point in time that I, I was okay with spending my entire life with one company uh, and, and working for that company and growing it into a very massive company and being an executive in that company. Um, but it just, it just wasn't structured in the right way and would probably would never would be because going into culture, right? Like culture is, is what drives the company and the owner, the owner of the company and the executives of the company are the ones that are responsible for driving that culture. Um, and, and to be honest, like that's something that we're actually really focusing on as a company right now, like over the past uh, maybe six months, um, focusing on on what is our, our culture, right? Because the, the, the day I quit the, the my, my nine to five job and started this company, I knew I knew what I wanted us to be, right? I wanted us to be the best. I wanted us to have, you know, the the best working environment where people were were paid so well they enjoyed their job so much that they didn't want to quit the customers just love like what their experience of working with us um and and that way whenever like people when people seen us and seen our brand they're like oh that's elite like they just like they know like the quality of service and things like that they will get from us and and what it's like to work with us um and to be honest, like some of those things that get lost as you're like trying to grow a company and you're just trying to fill a position. And 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 so you also have to go back onto that and really kind of redefine what that culture was. What was the reason why you started the company and what was uh, the initial vision of that company?
0: Absolutely. Yes. Because, um, you know, it is easy when you have all of these uh, customer orders and you have demands and you have. Uh, recruiting needs, it's really easy to lose sight of that vision and really, like, what your why was to begin with, you know? Um, I love that you're so passionate about this. And I love that, you know, you were aware enough because that's really um, impressive to me. I think it's easy to get so caught up in everything that it's it's hard to take a step back and say, you know, I'm aware. And, you know, really try to redirect your efforts into – into the company culture and pouring that into it is is so inspiring thank you for sharing that um and elite automation as a systems integrator you get to work with all kinds of technology and what we think about is like being like industry 4.0 technology right um and i want to ask you some questions more in line with that but If it's okay with you, I made a video kind of showcasing what Elite Automation uh, does and how uh, your efforts in working with technology are giving people more meaningful work. Is it okay if I go ahead and show that? Sure. All
1: right. Very nice. <laughs>
0: yeah, awesome. Well, I'm glad you approve. Um, I don't, I was just feeling that music last night, though. Yeah. I was just like, yes. <laughs> it. um So I'm glad you approve of that. But yeah, can you kind of walk us through what we saw there a little bit in that video clip and then relate that to how um, we're using technology, we're interfacing with this technology already uh, and it, how it's improving our lives as humans, and gives us more meaningful work.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so one thing like I, I like to start off with is that uh, our company slogan is uh, "freeing humans one robot at a time," and and it really has a very deep meaning. That like you know, thinking about happiness and what we do with our daily lives and whatnot, we spend so much time. Um, at work and at jobs that we don't necessarily like. And I think it's very important that we think about like, how are we spending our careers? Are we happy with our jobs? Um, And I think robots, you know, they're a tool to change that for, for like a human society, right? Like if, if, if a robot's doing the job that, that uh, somebody just hates, right. They just hate picking up this part and putting it in this box every single day um it offers that opportunity for as we grow as, as a human race that we uh, offer up jobs that are more uh you know appealing and and, and more joyful um and, and so robots itself have been around for a long time uh, but even even with robots being while, around as long as they have been there's still a huge gap in manufacturing for the use of robotics for the use of automation. There's still a lot of tasks that are very uh, labor intensive. And, uh, you know, I, 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 when it comes to like industry 4.0 and like, you know, IOT of the internet of things, um, I honestly, I stay on, on the side of, there are companies that are ready for it, but there's so many companies that are just not even there yet. Right. There's so many companies that are just, they need to get to, to the first stage before they really even focus on trying to worry about the lifetime of the sensor. Right. Um, and so I think that's a, that's definitely a focus in my mind. It's kind of like a different strategy of how, like, I think I'm approaching it a little bit differently to the industry. Cause like industry is like 4.0, 4.0, 4.0. Yeah. And <laughs> hence your, the name of your channel, right? 4.0. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, But I think that then there's a lot of neglect on the side of like people need to do something more than, than nothing, right, in their automation processes. Um, and then I think that on the other hand, like we're pushing some of the uh, technologies that are a little bit more innovative, right, a little bit uh, newer technologies. So a couple of those things would be, you know, universal robot robots, having a collaborative robots. Um, you know, FanX CRX robot. These are all somewhat newer uh, robots that weren't necessarily in the industry uh, a few years ago. And, and really diving into AMR technologies. Like that's one the that really, really pushing is uh, AMRs because we didn't really have the logistical pool to be able to uh, deploy something as quickly and easily as we can today before it had to be done with an AGV and it had to be a magnetic strip or a paint strip. And there had to be in- a lot of engineering time that went into the the, the thought process of like, how are we going to lay this out? How are we going to route it? Um, and then if you decided to change your mind, it was a lot of work, especially if you do mag strips in the ground and you have to cut out concrete and all that. Like That's a huge undertaking. Um, whereas now with like AMR technologies, if you decide you don't like this path today, you can change it in 15 minutes.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I've seen, um, I've seen that. And um, I think that that's amazing, like what we're doing to just kind of just make that one little tweak, right? And then you're right. I mean, then the product, you know, if for whatever reason, you need to retool your line, or you need to um, make some, uh, a, you know, allowance for incoming technology as technology changes in the future, it's really important to be able to have an option where it's not like, okay, well, while we're, you know, completely retooling or we're adding in new technology to the uh, ecosystem that we have to completely redo this aspect as well, right? I mean, that's huge business advantage there. Um, I do want to take it moment here and get to some of these comments. Everybody's blowing up the comments again. You guys, you guys rock. I love you all. And I love Malachi's slogan too. That's that that's a whole other um appreciation conversation, uh fangirl moment there. But I do want to bring up some of these uh comments. Hank. Hank's in the comments. He says good afternoon from me and junior board of directors. Hi girls tell the girls I said hi. How's it he going? Has, has uh, a couple of little girls there with him that like to watch the shows and learn mm-hmm. more about like robotics and all the technology. And I, I just think that's so cool.
1: Yeah, it's, just, it's awesome.
0: Um, Mike Unger says, So true, Malachi. A strong company culture with a defined purpose and clear values is key to retaining great employees. Absolutely. I love that. I absolutely agree with that, Mike. Thank you so much. And then Peter is here. Hey, Peter, how are you? He says, totally agree, Malachi. Many of the Industry 4.0 rollouts have been a top-down rollout that is much more conceptual and epic. I think the grassroots bottom-up rollout is of just – First of adopting digital technologies that add value step by step are the most effective, especially for those manufacturers that have limited budgets and limited training resources. And I'm sorry I got stuck um, saying all that, Peter, but I I just I'm so with you on that. It's. Yeah. That's okay. amazing. Thank you. I'm Actually, what What are your thoughts on that?
1: Oh, I 100% agree. I'm actually, I'm, real, I'm impressed that he was able to read through that whole thing. That would have took me like 45 minutes.
0: <laughs> I was reading through it. And, you know, of course Wait. I'm like blind reading and I'm like, yes, this, right. Yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> this comments on like the, the Twitter or where Facebook or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, yes, this
1: <laughs> Say it
0: again for those louder in the back. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Was- that. Love wow. that. Um, Jamie is here too, and Jamie, he says, um, I'm glad to know that Malachi is a brother in the Lord. Well, thank you, Jamie. Amen. Yes, but I thought his uh, his comment yesterday on AMRs was really yes. interesting on the LinkedIn post. If you guys checked out the LinkedIn post and, and you saw that, so um, that's really interesting as well. Thank you guys so much for coming. I appreciate that. Um, so getting into kind of building on this conversation of culture, um, when you think about career paths and all that kind of stuff, you know, there's a big, um, like, I don't know. I don't know whatever the reason is. I don't know. But for whatever reason, the topic of multi-general racial workforce is a thing. And, you know, we're always seeing these conversations, right, with, you know, uh, online and elsewhere about the great debate between boomers and millennials and all this, that and the other. And, um, you know, I had an epiphany a couple of weeks ago thinking more in depth than this. And I think that what we really need is just like clear, more clear communication outside of all this noise. Right. Um, So. I just want to ask you because I know that we're kind of we're from the millennial generation, Mm -hmm. right? And when I heard your story, I personally really resonated with some very key themes. Um, One being I want to do more than what I'm currently doing that adds more value and purpose. And um, another key theme being you know, I want to have the chance to build a stronger culture on my own and serve my customers and uh, my community more. And those those were key themes of mine when I started my own business. And so I'm thinking maybe there's something to that here. Yeah. Um, so can you kind of talk to us a little bit more about – uh, not just like the the great debate of boomers, millennials, and all the mess and the jargon and all of this, but really let's make the conversation about career goals and yeah. projections and how that's important to effectively communicate that uh, to where everybody is kind of understanding of each other's expectations as in, mm-hmm. with, in their professional growth.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I want to touch real quick on the company side of things, I think that like one reason there is the conflict between companies and 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 this newer generation coming into to working is uh, it's been the technology growth, right? Between like we and you sit in that age of you either grew up with the phone or you didn't grow up with the phone or you, you grew up with the phone at 15 years old or it was 12 years old, right? And, and those all actually had a huge impact on your psychology of like did you have a phone in your hand at 12 years old? The way you think about phones is going to be different than the person that was 16 years old that got their first phone or their first smartphone, especially, right? Like, that was the, the the big big thing is whenever you could go to, on the internet with your phone and and actually go to websites and things like that. Um, and so I think that, especially with the younger generation where they've grew up with phones, that that generation is now hitting the workforce, and so they grew up with these technologies and the. Uh, technology was moved so fast that the companies have not adapted to that speed. Right. They have not taken that technological shift and and things are still done the same way they was done like 20 years ago, 30 years ago, and even 10 years ago. But like with the way technology shifted so quick, even 10 years ago is such a long time uh, in the, in the technology era and also in the, the psychology and the mindsets of individuals who are now in the workforce. You know, I think they anticipate like a clean workspace. They anticipate, um, there's a completely different working environment, right? Um, and so, uh, yeah, I think that that, that, that right there is a, is a pretty important topic um, for the more of the employer side of things because they're in control of that. And then, you know, whenever it comes to to like the career side of things, uh, I really think that people should have also a clear path, right? a culture for their own career. Uh, what is what does that look like? What do you really envision for? Your workspace to be. Are you okay with it being a dirty workspace? Maybe you don't mind. Maybe you're, you know, uh, grew up in the country and you're used to, you know, working on a farm and so that's no big deal to you. You'd like the hard work, right? But I think you have to discover like whether you like that hard work or, or you want that clean office environment and, and you're doing majority of your work through a computer. Um, I've seen individuals, they'll, they'll go through college and they'll become like a mechanical engineer and they'll be like, they're like, I didn't realize there was so much work on a computer and they really don't even want to do it. And, and, you know, it's like that's kind of like the wrong time to figure that out. I mean, it's good that they did figure it out. But, you know,
0: that's not. No, that's a terrible time. To, you know, that's I'm with you. That's a terrible time to figure that out. And I think that's why you see so many of us on LinkedIn and especially on this platform and maybe other platforms where we're having you know, this conversation around, you know, do we all need to go to college? Um, Do we maybe need to think about these things earlier in life instead of waiting until you're at the age of uh, 17 and 18 and going into college to really think about these things. And then if we do need to think about these things, right, then how do we get the exposure to the younger generations to show them that there are the options outside of going to college. And um, I certainly agree. Like Corey Adams was on last week's show and he, um, he was like, he made up very clear point, you know, look, we still need four year degrees. We still need technical degrees. It's not really about that, but the honest, the honesty behind it is that there's a lot of the workforce that's not getting these things anyway and what can we do to you know attract that section of the workforce to manufacturing and really understand what their individual needs are mm-hmm. and their career expectations are as well yeah and i just really i definitely resonate with what you said there on that because that just reinforces you know we need to really be more proactive at having these conversations and being up front and looking behind the the workforce right as some generalization and looking at them from an individual perspective you know yeah absolutely yes um speaking of phones daniel winchester's here hi daniel He said, I got my first phone at 21, the Nokia bulletproof brick. I missed that phone. That was a good phone. That (laughs) was my first phone.
1: Yeah. It didn't matter what you did to that thing. It survived.
0: (laughs) Right? It really did. And that has since been a problem for me. (laughs) 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 So uh, great, great stuff, Daniel. Thank you. Um, Jamie is popping in the chat and he's got some good, uh, some very good advice for us here. I highly recommend that parents have their kids take a disc. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, which is a personality assessment, uh, that to help them figure out how they are wired, it will help with education, career choices. Absolutely. Awesome. um jamie mine is not old enough i don't think quite yet to take a disc um but do i think that we should be proactive as parents and mm-hmm. and trying to figure out our kids and not saying like, i just blindly saying you know i know my child uh, i do i think that that's such important advice thank you for sharing that
1: yeah i think i think that one right there like that right there's like it definitely is one of the, th- the things that stumps me and, and pushes me to like strive into different areas. Like, like with like the one to create a school, like it's one of the things that we want to do. And, and it's because of like why, like, why are we not doing that right there in, in high schools or, or even middle schools? Right. To like discover, like, you know, what does somebody want to do? Like, to be honest, like the way I grew up, I'd never even heard of a disc, you know? So I'm like, Oh, that's a thing. You know what I mean? Like, why? Why is that? You know, why is that not open to the public? Where it's very exposed and everybody knows about it. I mean, everybody knows what an SAT is or an ACT or, you know, or uh, the finals at the end of the year. Right. But then we don't know something like this. that's like life altering.
0: Absolutely. Yes. I only know what a disc is because I had to take one for the state of Kentucky makes you take one. Um, so for employment, and that's the only reason that I knew what a disc assessment was Mm -hmm. either. And I agree with you. And speaking of starting a school, so I love that you are so ambitious anyway. Um, and before the show started, you were actually talking about uh, writing a book, which I'm really excited to read too um tell me more about this vision of of starting a school i know that you've made that comment several times and i i'm curious to know i want to be the first to know so tell me (laughs) tell me all of the the good stuff
1: yeah i mean so you know one of my thoughts with like the schooling process is like we're we're waiting too long to, to to get involved in 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 more of a career path right so like you know, why are, why are we going out of high school or college, whatever that deadline is really high school, because college you should be kind of directing what your career kind of looks like. But, you know, let's say first, like high school, like you're, there's no direction really on your career very much. There's very few people like maybe like, I would say maybe 5% of people that that know like what their career is going to be after college or after high school. Um And, and, and so that's just like a major, major gap. Right. And I think that, uh, there's some good programs out there. Like you have the, uh, you know, your tech centers that have like welding. And, and now some of them are starting to get automation, which is which is definitely really, really good. Uh, and some of those programs are really good and very in line with kind of like my vision uh, of a school and whatnot. And I'm sure that as we navigate that, that path, it's going to start off by like sponsorships through some of those schools that we like, we really agree with the way the school structure is. Uh, you know, we'll probably do like some type of funding or partnership with like, you know, devoting some of our employees to to going out and visiting and teaching and, and things like that. Um, but then the thing I really want to do is I I, want to have going deeper into it is more of a community type of, of, uh, environment, right? So where, where it's a campus style, uh, environment where you have your schools, you have your daycare, you have your, your, your employment. Uh, housing all under one like campus right there's food restaurants all those things right um because as we've grown as, a, as like a society i think we've also have uh became too divided right things are on the east side of town or the or the west side of town or south side of town right it's why is it not like right down the street anymore right there's no like the community side of things is kind of gone and uh I think that a successful company can bring it back, right? Some of the, some companies are doing it, right? Like I think Google, Google has somewhat of a campus, uh, Facebook. Facebook, yes, Facebook. I think they're building a, building a, like a, one of these things that I'm kind of uh, talking about like right now, I think in, I don't remember where it's at actually, but. It's here. Is it? <laughs>
0: it's, here. it's in Tanner. It's uh, which is Athens, Decatur, yeah. you know, it's like right yeah. down the road. <laughs>
1: Yeah.
0: Awesome. yeah yeah I'll definitely some checking it
1: out, get some ideas
0: absolutely yeah we have a really cool robotics park here
1: oh awesome
0: you know if you,
1: you yeah.
0: Know. yeah yeah if you're ever in the area <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so no i think that's amazing i think you know i think certainly ambitious but i agree i think we have to really do something to get more to that community level for sure um, well, with that, we're reaching the end of our time here today, unfortunately. Um, can you tell me and the audience as well, if we um, if we have any questions for you, if we want to reach out to you in any way, you know, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh,
1: probably LinkedIn, primarily LinkedIn. And then through LinkedIn, you can probably find any other channel you'd like to communicate on me with, or communicate with me on Um you know, that you can reach out to email for something specific. Uh, I'm pretty active in my, in my LinkedIn inbox. So that's always a way that I'm reachable. Um, And I, and I also encourage people to reach out, you know, if they have career questions, if they have technical questions for engineering related things, um, whatever I can do to help out.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Perfect. Well, I have one more question from um, Peter, if that's OK, if that's OK with you, if I show it, because I will go back and reread and try to answer these later. Um, but I think this is a very specific question for for you. So let me um, read over this. Malachi, how much work does it require for you and your employees to hire someone with no experience and train them at work? Also, if you can assume they did, they did not go to school. Good question. Uh,
1: I mean, it definitely depends on the role, but like if I was to go engineering, um, that'd be really hard. That's kind of actually one of the things that we've been doing as a, as a, as a company culture We've when, you know, we started off like trying to hire like juniors with like no experience. Um, and we've kind of shifted away from that, at least until we get to what I consider us being more of a structured company. And it's because like, you need some of those leaders, right? You need, you need that, Expert mechanical engineer that can then help your junior with whatever the task is he needs help with, right? Whereas, like I've been involved in mechanical engineering, it's not my skill set. I can't. I can barely operate a CAD software. Um, so, when it comes to bringing on individuals that that are um, like with no experience and no schooling this is where the education side comes in where i was talking about like with where if you have the school and the apprenticeship like it needs to start earlier because it's going to be hard for any employer unless they already have like an internal program to like hire somebody who has zero experience never operated let's say a cad software and and to hire them as a mechanical engineer and train them up um the individuals that we do hire that are like that um generally has some other type of value right some other skills that, that they've done that, that might help the company in some other way like well, maybe it's weird maybe it's like marketing or something like that right like uh, we do weird things like that in our company that's very different where we have engineers helping our marketing team and you know engineer engineers helping our sales team and, and things like that
0: um that's yeah, weird <laughs> I think you have to understand what i think you have to understand and I think that the normal person that's in that role in marketing is not going to necessarily have that exposure. And you're saying if they do, it's very niche.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's very rare. So <laughs> I think it's great that you're doing that. I think that's very workforce 4.0. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, I know that we are, we are five minutes over our time here today. I apologize. I know you're a super busy guy um thank you so much for coming and talking to me on workforce 4.0 today and thank thank you to everybody in the comments you guys are so amazing at supporting this show week after week and i really do appreciate it and if anybody wants to reach out to malachi directly um linkedin is the place to find him so i appreciate you malachi and um to everybody else we will see you next week
1: thank you for having me yeah, have a good one.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Bye guys.